you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Tribune Audio Network. And now, the score. Upcoming Friday night football matchups and breakdowns from the previous week. Here's what's happening in the Quad Cities high school sports scene. Welcome to your score podcast, week four of the high school football season, the Iowa side of the river edition, talking high school football on a Monday night with Corey Cuffler, Celia Palermo, and the one, the only mayor of the Davenport School District. <laughs> Ryan Stocky. Yes. Stockpile, how was your weekend? Uh, it was good. Good. Huh. With the exception well, of Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Celia? It was Saturday. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a cyclone. By yes. well, How'd your prediction go? I mean, you said 22-20. I was close. close. You were close. Except for you had the wrong team. Except that wrong team. we don't know how to cover a punt, uh, return a punt. Yeah. Do you think that they would have won if they would have got, they would have. We had, oh, we had over a minute. We had timeouts. Yeah. We could have done something. Did they, did, the did they have timeouts? Yeah, we I think yeah. they had one. Yeah, they, they had, had one out. because Iowa. Just real. Yeah, I think Ooh. they had one. He did. They had a trick play left to score, right? Hmm. We, we had, we they already scored. They used that in the first, they used that in the first half they, with uh, Petway. Because they, that's, that's how <laughs> they, I mean, they, they had a long touchdown and a trick play. And I honestly stopped. Three points. I, I, when he told us on Friday night that it was going to come down to a two-point conversion, <laughs> that uh, it was going to be knocked down, what was it, Charlie Rose? Uh, Mike gonna, Rose. Mike Charlie Rose. 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 <laughs> gonna so he, he does the uh, interviews <laughs> on CBS. Yeah, whoever he is. Anyway, um, Martin was going to make the catch for Iowa. They had a wide receiver go down, so Martin was going to play more. I'm like, holy cow, this is going to come true. <laughs> yeah, you never yeah, know. But then it didn't, yeah. as but, usual. But enough Iowa, Iowa State, enough Cyhawk. Um, a great week of high school football coming up. Week four of the high school football season. Already through a third of the regular season, which is crazy to even think about. But this is shaping up to be, I mean, we get into district play soon. Some Next schools, week. There's some schools in it? Uh, the A players are in it already. But the A player uh, are in it, but the... Uh, all the others uh, jump in the pool next week for district. Um, but it, really great matchups. I mean, we're going to talk about two top five showdowns in the state of Iowa. Um, and then we also have another, I think, top ten. I don't know if Assumption's still in the rankings. They were nine last week. They lost. But Solon, they go to Solon. So a lot of really good matchups to get to. And I, I think we'll start with 4A and the battle at Tuval Stadium between a really good Bettendorf football team, now 3-0 and in the season after beating Hempstead, and um, Cedar Falls coming to town. It's a rematch of last year's game where Bettendorf thought they had that victory up in the Unidome. Cedar Falls comes back late and gets the victory. Um, I know Bettendorf is eager and interested and excited to see Cedar Falls come to town on Friday night. Yeah, and the big difference is Bettendorf this year has Harrison Baybuie. And he was, one, he was great again against Hempstead. 246 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, he's a touchdown machine. I think he scored 10 rushing touchdowns this season. He has way over 500 yards. I think he's probably closer to 600 than 500. And I think that he could be, he very well could be the difference. The one thing Bettendorf has to fix from last week, they had three interceptions against Hempstead. 
They cannot do that against Cedar Falls. If they do that, that is a recipe for disaster. And and uh, they did make a switch at quarterback during that game, correct? Um, Trevino got some snaps late. I'm not sure if he's going to be the quarterback going forward or if they're going back yeah. to Joe Byrne. I, I mean, and I would expect I would probably I have no clue, but I'd expect it to be maybe Joe Byrne. But we'll see what happens there. But as you mentioned, the running game really good. They don't talk enough about the Batnorf defense. It's been fantastic this season. Um, I, it, it needs to show up and be very good again on Friday night to see if they can get a victory over a good Cedar Falls team. Griffin Liddell and company are as good as you get on the defensive side of the football. Bettendorf definitely remembers what happened last year. They go up there, regular season, get beat. They play them then, and was it? The pl- and the, the playoffs. Semifinals. And the semifinals and lost by half an inch, if you will. No, they no, played Dowling. They played Dowling. Yeah, they played yeah, Dowling. Yeah, played Dowling. Yeah, they played yeah, Dowling. Cedar, Cedar Falls, Falls was the other game. Then yeah. Cedar they, Falls ended up losing to Dowling in the championship, championship yes. Yeah. So, But, yeah, this, this is a game that Bettendorf has circled. Obviously, PV is a big one for them as far as rivalry goes, but this is a game that they would love to return the favor. It's number two, number four in the state going at it. Um, Cedar Falls is coming off a 28-27 win last week. Bettendorf with a, with a good win for themselves last week. Um, their defense, definitely going to get tested. We talk, we, you mentioned how good that defense is. We're going to really find out how good that defense is this week. That Cedar Falls win was against Ankeny, and that was Ankeny, in the Dome, yeah. 28-27. I mean, this is, this is what, you, when you think of Bettendorf football, you think of top five matchups, Tuval Stadium, Friday night. I mean, it doesn't get any more uh, bigger than that. Is this, this is the biggest game until the playoffs for, for Bettendorf, right? Oh, I think so. Um, Who else? Well, come I, on. Maybe Kennedy when they play him. In, uh, Kennedy's, Kennedy uh, took uh, Valley last week to, to the extremes. Uh, to what does that mean? Order. But they lost, right? They lost, but it was, it, it was still a good game. Yeah. Um, but this is, I mean, I'll, you don't have to look anymore. This is the biggest game for Bettendorf. District play, they should cruise through district right. play like they always do. Week 7, though, is at Kingston against Kennedy. So that could be a game that is a difficult one for yeah. them. I, this is the biggest game until the postseason for Bettendorf. And, and this is their, I remember when they lost a few early games a few years ago. Boy, they went up to Dowling, didn't they? Up to Dowling and they lost. That was, uh, I think, week one of yeah, the season. The season. Yeah. But the, these, are the, these are the games that... No, the rest of the state. Valley. This is the yeah. Was, yeah Valley, Valley, you're right. You're exactly right. These. This is the game that the rest of the of the state are looking at. These are the marquee mm-hmm. matchups. Yeah. This is the respect for the the Quad City area when it comes to the rest of the state. How good is Bettendorf going to be going into the postseason? All that stuff. And I'm not trying to be like nonchalant or anything about it, but they care about going to the Unidome. And they they they. This is. They, they will win their district. I mean, they they haven't ever, they've never lost a district game. They're a really good football team. I know Kennedy's decent. Good football team, but they'll win that game as well. This is the biggest game of the season for them until they get to the postseason, which is crazy to think about because this is before districts even begin. But it'll be a huge showdown. And what you said, Stockpile, I'll echo that. Should be a great atmosphere at Tuval Stadium. Um, it'll be a, a fun Friday night for high school football. And that's one of the big matchups we'll have on the score, number three versus number five. One of the things I follow on Twitter is the uh, IAHSAA football rankings, and they kind of give you power rankings. Do they do the RPIs? The, they just do power rankings throughout the year um, as far as all teams, all levels, I believe is what it is. Uh, but then they rank them tier-wise as who's the top-tier team. And the only team in that top tier right now are the Jaguars of Ankeny Centennial. Second tier, there's about six of them. Bettendorf, Cedar Falls are right there. So yeah. a win here maybe moves them up to that top tier, but right now the state's saying that Ankeny Centennial is the best team in the state by far, but these two teams are, are 
right behind them. And, man, like you said, it's going to be a great game on Friday night. Um, another huge showdown on the Iowa side of the river, number one versus number three, North Scott heads on the road. They head up to Western Dubuque to take on a very good Western Dubuque football team, ranked number one in the state. Um, North Scott did lose their, their best offensive lineman, Stofans. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was on crutches. They were going to find out, I think, today um, what would the severity of the knee injury is, so I won't speculate if it's one thing or another. That young man has a huge future. He's going to Kansas to play Division One football. Um, obviously, he's somebody they're going to need moving forward, maybe in the postseason, how things go. Um, hopefully, it's a knee sprain, something like that, and he can, can get back into it. But um, they had a battle against Pleasant Valley in the first half of, the, uh, of that game. Scoreless game. Offense was kind of stuck in neutral. Um, second half, a different story. story. They win 20 to nothing. Um, Pleasant Valley, we'll talk about them in a little bit. They have a really good defense. They're offensively challenged right now, but they're a really good defense. So that was another good victory for North Scott. So so far, North Scott has beaten Iowa City West, a 4A power, coming into the season. They've struggled a little bit this year. But they've also beaten Pleasant Valley, and they've also beaten Davenport Central. And they now get their biggest test of the season so far when they go to Western Dubuque. You look at North Scott, very balanced on offense. Jake Mathias ran for TD last week, threw for a TD last week. They won 20 to nothing. They allowed just three first downs in the game. So their defense is outstanding. They fly around to the football, man. It's impressive. We've talked the last three weeks. Every week, it's North Scott's defense has been outstanding. Um, They maybe have one of the best defenses in the state, in 3A, if not the state. Um, And you look at Western Dubuque. Western Dubuque knocked them out of the playoffs last year, 40 to 21, I believe, in Eldridge. Um, but in the regular season, North Scott's won the last five means. The last time Western Dubuque beat them in the regular season was in 1975. But that game was in Epworth, and this game's in Epworth. Their defense will get tested. They're very good offensively, Western Dubuque is. Last week, uh, Calvin Harris, 257 yards, a couple scores. They ran the ball for close to 150 or so. So they, they mix it up very well, so it's not one of those you can just focus on one or the other. You have to be ready to defend both. And I'm sure Coach Tippett will have the Lancers ready to go uh, no matter what. It's going to be a fun game. We're sending a Silly up there, right? Yeah, she's making the road trip, I do believe. So she'll be here, there the entire game, get all your highlights and post games. So hopefully we have a victory from North Scott. They can improve from three to maybe two or one, be ranked in the number one in the state. Um, would be an impressive thing for North Scott hanging a district play. Calvin Harris is the all-time Western Dubuque leading uh, passer all-time. He is practically every passing stat in Western Dubuque history. Can you imagine how, I mean, with North Scott facing Marcus Morgan week one, now Calvin Harris in week four, if they are able to shut Calvin Harris down like they shut down Marcus Morgan, what a statement that is for the entire North Scott program and their defense. Yeah, so it'll be an interesting game, fun game, another battle of top five teams. And in Epsworth, um, Western Dubuque will host North Scott. Um, a big game at Brady Street Stadium because for the second straight week, it, your, your kids are going, at, going head-to-head. Yeah, West <laughs> and North, and what a performance that North had on last Friday night um, in their win over where Central. Are you, where are you uh, working right now? I was at Central today. Ooh, were they nice to you? Yeah. You were pretty mean. To I wasn't mean. Last, I was, last Friday night? No, I was, I was truthful. <laughs> truthful. Ooh, Tru- hey, bad. the truth will never hurt, right? Yeah. Uh, North won that game 37 to nothing. It was the largest margin of victory by a North team in program history. Wow, really? Straight up. That would make sense. 
straight up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul Abdul. <laughs> <laughs> um, now they, 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 they host Davenport West, who suffered their first loss of the season um, last week, a game effort against a Muscatine team, we believe, without... Uh, um, Tim Nimley. He Tim did not Nimley. play. Yeah, he was yeah. out. So, but still, nevertheless, uh, a, a close game, thirteen to seven. They're two and one in the season. Um, where do you see this game going? Stockpile? Well, you know, in past years, the West defense has been much maligned. They've only given up thirty-four points this year. They have played well enough for them to be three and zero. The problem is the West offense hasn't held up its end of the bargain. Last week, they had a couple of chances to put points on the board. And has been their wont all season. They've left the, they left those points on the flo- on the field. What did you just say? As is their wont. What does that mean? What they usually do. So if I remember correctly, the right, pre- the, right Celia? The your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> it's Monday night. Howard Cosell used the, the word wont the, several times. The pre-game, the preseason stuff. Remember, Stocking was saying. West was going to be three and zero. North was going to be three and zero. This was supposed to be the biggest. This, 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 this was the biggest game in I, Davenport School history. I hate to say it, but it's so there's still two. I mean, is it so? Two is it, one, is two it the one. second biggest game. It's still a big it's game. It's a big game. It's it's not up there on the on the on the A shelf, but it's it's North B plus. North gets this win. They uh, they run Davenport. Yeah, they will. They the, will beat Central. Yeah. They will beat West. I was I was extremely impressed when I what I saw from Davenport North first time I've seen Jack them this West year. Jack West is a great quarterback. Jack West does it with his arm. He, he does a good job running the football as well. They got plenty of weapons, Preshidi and some other players, um, doing a really good job. Cade Schultz as uh, the running back. So they were really impressive, and I thought that was going to be a much better football game. I got there at halftime. It was sixteen donut, and they just continued to put the uh, pedal to the metal in the second half, and and an impressive statement victory for Davenport North. Um, now two and one of the season, they can get to three and one before district play, and then the real big games start. But with that being said, if they hold up their end of the bargain and, and do de- do do well in district play, their RPI with a three and one non-district record will be be an impressive one. I was talking to a couple people up in Ames and who were who had seen the game uh, on Friday night. And so they, that would be Mother Stocking. And no, I, I saw <laughs> the North Central game on Friday night, and they told me they think that North can win the district. And go unbeaten in the district. They're in Bettendorf's district, aren't they? No, no they're, no, no, they're no. in the opposite district. Oh, they're in with they're Muscatine. Muscatine. Yep, that's right. And I'm here's telling the you, thing. Pleasant Valley is, is is is. I'm not saying they're going to beat North, and not, but like Pleasant Valley is three zero oh, and three, and their defense is good. West they I can't mean, score. <laughs> North has but a plethora of weapons. They have West, that Jack mean, West. That means many. I'm just throwing. They got his arm. He's got. They got. Uh, Cade Schultz back. He had three touchdown, r- three rushing touchdowns against Central. They have Preshidi. They have Quincy Wiseman. Cade Sheedy yeah, uh, made two Quincy interceptions. Quincy Wiseman was impressive. Yeah, he is very good. Uh, very, he's very fluid. Can catch the ball. Can move when he catches after he catches the ball. Cade Schultz had two interceptions against the Blue Devils. And then if you shut down those weapons, Jack West can still run the ball and does so with authority. They are a very good team. This is one of the, maybe the most complete North team ever. Somebody's excited for his wild guess. Well, here's the thing. Jack West has thrown for 195 yards or more in three games. The school record is 280-some by Todd Lawler back in 2002. It would not be a surprise if Jack West makes a serious run at that uh, mark in one of the games. Is it this game? I don't know because West's defense is much better than it's been in the past. Um, who wins this game, Stack? Give me a score. Give me what happens. Don't just sh- don't just slip past it real fast. You know your visions. I'm going to say North wins 
a closer game than much than people expect, twenty to eighteen. Uh, what do people expect? Well, you're probably going to say the line's like 15 points or something. I don't set a line on anything. What are uh, you talking about? Nobody sets lines on... Good Lord, stockpile. Um, with that being said, if, if North can get this victory, you're right. I was ex- completely impressed with what they did last week. We'll see what they can do this Friday night. Um, coverage of that one on the score. Um, we mentioned North and their impressive victory. They beat Central. Boy, Coach Sacco goes from... And his team goes from the highs of winning week one against a, a Muscatine team we'll talk about in a second that we thought we're still trying to figure out because there's a lot of talent on that team. And, and they win that game on the road, and then they drop two games in which they get outscored 72-14. to 14. And those 14, 14, yeah. 14 that 72, that 14 came late in games with starters out, and it was a running clock when it was 35 nothing. So um, the wheels came off quickly for Central. There's talent on that team. Stockpile, you're you're there, you're in the building. What says you? I think they're. I think last week they were so um, stunned at how bad they were playing in the first half that they just could not. I mean, they just could not get out of their own way against North. I mean, they had multiple turnovers, three turnovers in the first half. It was sixteen nothing. They came in and they just second half they just got totally. Uh, they were totally demoralized. I'm not sure which central team shows up. If it's the one that played Muscatine so well, they've got a very good chance to win. If it's the one that's been showing up at Brady the last two weeks, PV's going to have their first win. They just got to get away from Brady then. Is that what it is? Uh, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're home this week again, obviously. Yes, the, and this is a home game, a true home game. So last week wasn't, even though they're no, on they the were home actually field? the road team. Oh, okay, if you say so. Um, yeah, says the scoreboard. So says the scoreboard, and, and the schedule, and, and where they sit on the side of the. Nope, nope. they sit. We got know they sit on the same yep. side. Um, Nothing changes. This this further. this could be a fun game, though. I mean, Pleasant Valley is looking to get that first win, uh, and Central looking to break that two-game losing streak. Um, I'm I'm curious to see if Cent- or if uh, Pleasant Valley can put some points on the board. They've got to figure it out at some point yep. in time. They can't continue to just hope that they hold a team to seven or less. Which hasn't happened yet. They've got to figure it out offensively. With with that being said, for Pleasant Valley, look at the defenses that they played. Oh, absolutely. North's defense is one of the best in the area, best in the state. North Scots is we already talked about one of the best in the area, best in the state. And Prairie, the and Prairie's that. a good football team as well. And PV's defense has only given up fifty three yeah, points. Yeah, no, PV's defense is so legit. it's not like they're it's not like they're going out there and getting it's offensively. You got to figure it out. I, you know, I just clobbered. this is a bad spot for Central. Like Pleasant Valley's played a, a, an elite level of competition and no offense to Central that comes down a little bit this week and they're, they're that's a mad football yeah. team that's a mad decently good football team that's 0-3 for the second straight season and it just seems like a good spot for Pleasant Valley to come in and play well see some offense get some good feels and, and, and get, a, get a victory on Thursday night yeah but the problem though for Pleasant Valley is their best running back, Caden Kipper, is out for an extended period due to an injury to his collarbone. So they last week against uh, North Scott, they put in Brandon DePover, who got 52 yards of rushing. But the problem for Pleasant Valley, 
Only 70 yards of total offense, three first downs, but, Stocky, nine punts. You're reading the stats, <coughs> which is correct. The North Scott defense is fantastic. Right. With that being said, you have to give a lot of credit to North mm-hmm. Scott. The On North Scott defense and the Central defense are two different things. Yeah, and right. I think, completely. And, and along with, with, with that, I mean, they played Bettendorf as well. I agree with what you're saying, and it's been a struggle for them, but you have to tip your cap sometimes the opposing oh, defense and saying that those they're going to do that to a lot of football teams throughout the season. Yeah. Yeah. Who'd North Scott beat week one? Iowa, Iowa City West. West. That, mm-hmm. te- that offense is supposed to be explosive. And, 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 and North Scott and Bettendorf's defenses both shut them down. So I, I think I, it, I guess the best way to put it is I'm interested to see the way this game shapes up when, Nor- when, 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 when Pleasant Valley is not playing an elite defense. And Central's defense can be very good. Yes. Sam Strang is really, really good, but they're not to the level of the defenses we just talked about. And I think this is a this is a turning point for both programs. This is where they show that either they can turn the corner or they can't. This yeah. is a turning point. This is where they figure out how the rest of the season's gonna go for them. Yeah, and, and and Pleasant Valley has the advantage of they were in this situation last year and they played well. And we've all talked to me probably on podcast and off podcast. Max Slavens helped that turnaround a lot last year. <laughs> yep. I don't know if he's, he's not walking the hallways at, at Pleasant Valley, but that defense for Pleasant Valley is really, really good. They shut out North Scott. And a half. Yeah, they, and that game was scoreless at half. Yeah, time. I mean, and they and they, uh, North Scott went for a fake field goal. Granted, the execution wasn't there, but you know that shows a bit of nope. Don't concern. say it. it shows a bit nope. of concern that you're scoreless with a team that's winless at your place, and your offense is really good, and you haven't scored yet. No, it didn't. There was no desperation or anything. It was a perfect play call, and they didn't get it. It was a, the choice of kicking a 35-yard field goal, which in high school isn't easy. No, it's not a guarantee. Or, or doing that, which was wide open. There was no desperation. They weren't worried. They didn't look at Pleasant Valley and say, oh, my gosh, this, this winless team is hanging around us. Pleasant Valley is a good football team that deserved to be in the football game until that point. I, I was there stockpile. I know. You're reading what was said on the Internet. I'm, nobody said that on the Internet, but you're reading a newspaper. I was there. There was I, no desperation okay. being felt anywhere in that building. I promise you. You tried to slip that into the instant pa- reacts too, didn't you? No, I was. We, we, I didn't slip it in. We talked about it. Okay. <laughs> well, you're wrong. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Muscatine. We talked about them. Now they go to Johnston. And can anyone here, maybe stocking anybody, can you guys figure out Muscatine? Because I was really no. about excited no. about this team going into the season. I thought it was going to be a special year in Muscatine. They got a victory. So we, we're not going to talk negative or anything like that the whole time because they got, a win is a win is a win is a win. You can, you, can, yeah. you can win by one, by six, or whatever, but they just don't – the talent doesn't match the record right now. It's just not clicking is, is yeah. all it is. Lack I mean, of identity right now. Yeah, absolutely. They just you, – when you don't have your All-State running back Tim Nimley on the field, there's question marks. Um, obviously, Wieskamp is doing a great job as well as he can do at quarterback – They've got some really good receivers, but when you're one-dimensional, it makes it pretty easy for a defense to come in and know exactly what you're going to do. Well, that and their offense has been really inconsistent. Even before Nimley got hurt, they were not putting up enough points. They left a lot of points on the field. Their defense won the game against West. Their defense made several stands against the Falcons Mm -hmm. and threw them back. That's what saved the game for them. Xander Morgan started the game played a majority of the second yep. half, ran for a touchdown, threw for a touchdown. So maybe that's going to help Muscatine, you know, sort of giving them an uh, offensive boost injection. But they're playing a Johnston team that last year just 
mauled them was, at Muscatine. That was last year. They're, they're both coming in one and two. I mean, either yeah. one of them are world beaters. But yeah. I, and at the beginning of the season, if you would have made me pick a game, I would have definitely said this is a Muscatine win. Yeah. It should be. Now, Coach Mueller, I'm sure, is putting the, uh, the best game plan he can, hoping that Tim Nimley is back. I know he walked in a boot all last week, and that's why he didn't play. He did something to his uh, foot or ankle. Um, so if he's back... Yeah, I think this is a this is a game they can go on the road and win. If he doesn't get back, they'll probably go with Mentor Cooper at running back. And last week, the mentor had 90 yards of rushing. So maybe you know, you know, Mentor and maybe Nimley gets back, and maybe Xander Morgan can help that offense uh, get back. I just think they need to turn it up to 212 degrees. (laughs) (laughs) Pleasant Valley and Muscatine are combined one and five on the season. I would of those two teams. Which one has the better shot of of winning that district? They're in the same district, they're right? The sa- they're in they're the, same, in the district. same district, huh? Uh, North will win that district, but <laughs> wow, <laughs> bold statement. I think um, of the two, of those two, the team that will finish higher, I I will go with Muscatine. I concur. I, I'm going to have to say Muscatine. They, offensively, yeah. if they're Plus, Offensively, they, they Muscatine. The last Musc- time Pleasant Valley started off 0 and 4, I think was the late 70s. Last year. No, 0 and 4. Oh, okay, they had one, one win non conference. So. Yeah, they beat Central last year at PB to go 1 and 3. Hmm. Um, I, boy, you're right. And it's one of those things where if Muscatine can get things figured out, yeah. they have the offense. I'm not saying Pleasant Valley can't, but they can't. But they have the offensive weapons and the talent there. There, there. they just there need to, get, them to healthy get things rolling and just, figure it out. Yeah, so we'll see. That's going to be an interesting district, too. I know Stockpile just declared North the, the district champion. And North is. Crowning them already. Yeah. Crown them. And, and, and take nothing. I mean, Adam Height has done a fantastic job, and the, that they're playing great football. So, but it's going to be an interesting season. A lot of football left to be played in that district. Some other games around the area we'll talk about before we get rolling. We got more to get to. Don't worry, Sack. But um, uh, in 4A, Burlington picked up their first victory of the season last week. Congratulations to them. They come back to beat Clinton. They now go on the road to Fort Madison. That's a Friday night game as well. In 3A, we talked about North Scott and Western Dubuque and, and that showdown. Another good matchup is Davenport Assumption versus Solon. Solon ranked fourth I think last week. I don't know what they are this week but I Probably believe they're fourth. Fourth or better because they... Because it's Western Dubuque, it's Cedar Rapids Xavier, it's North Scott, and it's Solon. So Solon's they, fourth. They stormed uh, past Marion 44 to nothing. Yeah, so a really good football team. So for the second straight week um... <laughs> Assumption yeah. goes from playing number two in the state to playing number four in the state. This game on the road. Cuff, you watched Assumption. Li- you've seen Assumption a lot. You watched them against Alleman. Right. You've seen them against, uh, you saw them last week against Xavier. What was the, defensively, they, they got turnovers and played well last week. Offensively, it was a struggle. Xavier was just bigger and stronger, faster than them offensively. On the defensive side of the ball for them, when Assumption had the ball offensively, that, that's all it came down to is Assumption just could not, get in a groove is what it was they would they would move the ball penalty would move it back they'd move the ball another penalty would move it back they they didn't have the ball very many times in Xavier's uh, territory and that was mainly due to the way Xavier played defensively that's a that's a fantastic football team over there and it was one of, it's one of those things where you, you you wonder if it was in the back of their minds that they're playing Xavier they haven't beat Xavier, maybe ever. I, I, no, I don't think they've ever beaten them. Not and, even in the playoffs. And I know a few years ago Xavier knocked them out of the playoffs as well. So it was just one of those games that if that's in the back of your mind already, you're already fighting a losing battle. There's a narrative out there that when they kind of switched down from North Scott and Assumption, moved to 3A, that oh, finally they could get to the Unidome. 
get to, but three A's. It's just a stack. Yeah. Three A's elite teams are just as good as the four A teams. I'm not even kidding. Like the uh, uh, and Xavier and Solon and Western Dubuque and these others, and, and now North Scott, hopefully in the conversation as well. They're just as good as any 4A team out there. Yeah, and you look at what Xavier did last week to Assumption. I mean, Assumption only had 37 yards of rushing. They gave up 22 to 5 first downs, 374 yards of total offense to Xavier. That being said, though, they only gave up 17 yeah, points. Yeah, they only gave up 17 points. And one of those, I think, uh, Xavier started deep in Assumption's end because of a turnover. Right. So. They only, giving up 17 points, their their defense played well. Yeah, yeah. It's just they couldn't get anything going offensively. Yeah, 37 yards of rushing doesn't Which is help. surprising with how good no, they how, had been in the way, first couple 80, weeks. 84 points in the first two games. Now, yeah. for Assumption this week, they take on Solon, and they take on a very exceptional RPO quarterback, Cam Miller. Five touchdowns combined last week, three passing, two rushing uh, in their win over Marion. Yeah, they're impressive if you look at their numbers. They've only yeah. given up 14 points this year. Yeah. Yeah, they scored a ton of points. Beat, over uh, forty, f- over thirty-five in every game. Yeah, they beat West Liberty forty-eight-seven. They beat West Liberty forty-eight-seven earlier this year. Um, so that is a game um, up in Solon. We'll have highlights of that game for you. Another big challenge for Assumption coming up Friday on the Score Central DeWitt and Comanche. Central DeWitt, ma- Central DeWitt makes the short journey over to Comanche to take on Comanche this week as well. Um, two teams that Central DeWitt gets back in the win column last week with a victory over Wallet. They're 2-1 in the season. Comanche suffered their first loss of the season. They're 2-1, a nice 2-1 matchup. Yeah, the problem for the Sabres is they are really banged up, They all, and they only have 26 kids on their varsity roster. So when you start to get a few injuries, uh, the, the, manpower, the man, manpower barrel gets real thin. Henry Bloom played real well for uh, the Sabres in that There's game. There's a man power barrel. barrel. Well, and it gets thin? Is well, it like a rain barrel? N- <laughs> <laughs> it's a saying. Um, you have a lot of those, and most yes. of them I don't understand. Well, <laughs> I'm a history teacher, so we get a lot, I get a lot from history. Um, but when you look at the Sabres, a very uh, valiant effort last week. They uh, beat Wallert. I'm not sure, though, if they have enough to beat Comanche. Comanche was coming into last week's game, and they ran into a buzzsaw with North Cedar. If Henry Bloom and the uh, and Logan Paulson, I believe, is his top receiver, if they can connect, they might be able to uh, upset Comanche, because Comanche struggled against uh, North C- North Cedars quarterback, one, who's a pretty good one, Ethan Sir. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. I uh, hope that uh, Comanche bounces back here. Not that I'm rooting for one team or the other, but just to Sounds see like a, a good ga- just to see a good game. I mean, these this is almost a rivalry game, if you will. Yeah. I mean, they're separated by what? Eight miles, ten yeah, miles, so much. Like, probably about ten miles. I think it is. So yeah. it, it Don't should they be a play for something. Isn't? Oh no, is that Northeast and Comanche? Uh, Northeast and Comanche. Blue. Yeah. All right. Um, Comanche is four is three and fourteen in their last seventeen matchups with the Sabers. Um, also, uh, Clinton still looking for their first victory. They're back at home. They take on Wallert. Wallert um, gave Central to win a good game last week. Ended up falling short. They've played Assumption this year. Clinton's still a work in progress. They led that game against uh, Burlington on the road, so showing some signs throughout the game. And couldn't figure out how to f- put it away, maybe ha- learning how to win. I, I just still don't know about this team. I still don't. If Wallert played the way they did against Central DeWitt last week, I'd, I don't know that this is the week for Clinton to get the win. I, and nothing against Clinton. They're yeah. a work in progress right now. They're they're working on it, starting, I think, 10 sophomores. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. I... I It'll happen for them down the road. I just don't know that this week 
is the week to get the win. The question is who's going to be the quarterback at Clemson because yep. Jai Jensen was knocked out of that game last week with an injury. No word if he'll be back this week. Otherwise, it will be uh, Hoffman. That, yeah, Zach Hoffman. Zach, Zach but Hoffman. he's the senior. Yeah, he's the senior. Yeah, to be fair, Jai's a sophomore. He'll have plenty of opportunities to show. Yeah, I'm just saying that yeah. he was knocked out of the game, and I'm not sure if he'll be back. If not, it will be, it will be Hoffman. Yeah. A quarterback. Um, Mediapolis still undefeated on the season. That nice little game with Wise Muscatine this week. Uh, Mediapolis went on the road last week, picked up a victory. Was that the? No, it was New London that won in three overtime. Yeah, New like London that. won. We'll but, talk about New London in but a second. The Mediapolis game was a very good one with Peak, and they were up. They were up twenty-seven to seven in the fourth quarter. The Panthers made a uh, furious rally, got to twenty-seven twenty-one, but uh, the. But Meepo was able to uh, hold on in advance. Brian Borson doing a great job once again this year. Uh, Mediapolis playing some good football. They got that victory on the road. They've been dominant at home so far this season. That's where they're back this year. This Defensively, week. they're going to get challenged because the Liza Muscatine's been putting up some points the past couple weeks. Mm-hmm. 50, 54 points the yep. last two weeks in each game. So it'll be a good challenge for Borson in the Meepo defense. It's going to be interesting also which Liza Muscatine offense shows up against Van Buren. It was totally a ground game. They scored. 54 points on the ground, all of it coming from the ground, and it's like going, wow, the Wise Muscatines really got a good ground game, but what about their passing game? Then last week they go, (laughs) then they go, well, we'll show you, Stockpile, we could throw the ball. Chase Cruz had like four touchdown passes, and they got most of their 54 points by the air. So which L&M team shows up, the one that runs or the one that passes? You were there. Could you hear them yell, we'll show you, Stockpile, as they were doing it? I thought it was in the huddle, right? Maybe. I, I think don't so. Know. I don't know. One of the two, definitely. The jury's out on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's a good matchup. Um, also, um, other, some other uh, games. Um, West Liberty's at home. They take on Washington. West, uh, um, West Burlington goes on the road to take on West Burlington or Dame to take on Central Lee. Um, Durant. Boy, they started off that season with that victory over Wilton. Yeah. And we're ready to rock and roll. And it's been... Two frustrating weeks for them. I know that. And now they sit at one and two. They get back home looking to turn things around against um, Wapolo. And a familiar running back that we know. Yeah, just before we get to uh, Wapolo Durant, the last time LNM beat Meepo was in 1999. So that's something to keep 20 in mind. 20 years ago. Yep. Hold on. L- last time West Liberty beat Meepo? I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. LNM. Uh, LNM. He said LNM. Yeah. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. yeah. LNM. Now, with Wapolo, last week uh, they had a very good game. Ricky Forts had a huge game for the uh, Indians. Let me just pull up the stats. In their uh, very good game, it was a very good game against Northeast. They won 28-23. Forts ran for 118 yards, two rushing touchdowns, threw a touchdown yeah. pass on the halfback, halfback option. Halfback option has to and be, And yeah. Tate Parsons, 85 yards passing for Wapolo. And a very good uh, game against a very game Northeast team. Durant, oh man! I mean, when they start off the season beating Wilson for the first time in 20 years, you thought this was going to be the year Durant's going to go again. Durant could go nine and zero, get back to the playoffs again, and they've just had struggle after struggle. They they lost um, to North Cedar by two points in a uh, at the at the gun, and then last week. Uh, lost to Tipton by eight points. Still putting up some good offensive numbers, though. I mean, yeah. both run and pass. Uh, Keegan Head with 390 yards and five touchdowns. <laughs> and then uh, 
Nolan DeLong. The DeLong brothers. Yeah. Well, one of them, I think it's Drew DeLong, is, is injured yes, with, an, yes. with an injury. Ten touchdowns for Nolan so far this year. Or, I'm sorry, one touchdown in the longest was ten. Durant. <laughs> misread. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait a second. Read that. Misread that. Durant. Durant is 3-0 and all-time in the series. and in all So they played a lot. Not very much. And in those <laughs> three meetings, they've allowed 14 points or less in all three. Other games, Northeast is at home. They take on Alburnett. Um, North Cedar is at Columbus Community. Um, Wilton struggles this year. Um, they do have one victory, but they go on the road to Benton Community. And in eight-man football, we got a couple really good teams in our viewing area. We'll start with New London. They picked up a triple overtime victory last week to stay undefeated. They're at home against Lone Tree this week in a nice matchup. Yeah, you look at that game uh, against North against uh, Waco for North, New London. 56-50, triple overtime. Shea Summerfield, are you ready for this? I'm ready. We're ready. 40, Give it to us. 313 rushing yards on 44 carries. Five rushing touchdowns in that game. Is that double overtime win for them? Triple. Right? Triple overtime win. I mean... And then, you know, from Waco, Nick Coble, 189 yards passing, six total touchdowns. Uh, they, they uh, no, I'm sorry, seven total touchdowns, threw for four, rushed for two, caught one. I mean, this, this was just an excellent game down Wayland. Can I just make a plea here to coaches? Um, on Saturday, as I look through quick stats for players that have had great games that de- are deserving to be a score standout, and New London didn't have their stats up yet. Mm-hmm. Shea Summerfield is obviously deserving of being a score standout this week, 313 yards and five touchdowns. I'm just asking coaches. I know, I know it's a bother. Just put them out there for us. 11 touchdowns. Put them out there so we can recognize forget, your kids. We want to recognize them. If you and forget, take it a step just call further. us. Hey, take it a step further. You all have our, tel, our, our cell numbers. If you're, one of your guys had a great game, text Cuff and say, hey, keep an eye out for this because we, we make the, the nominees and we figure things out on, on Saturday. So if you guy has a great night, Give us a give us a text. Send an email. Whatever. Tweet or Just whatever. Let us know. Let us know what's going on. Eleven touchdowns by Summerfield the last two weeks. Eleven. That Pretty is, impressive. That is very impressive. And forty-four carries. I mean, you rarely see that. You never. You hardly ever see that. It is eight-man football, though. You get you get the ball a lot yeah, but, more in eight-man. But football. it's still forty-four totes. Yeah, I mean, that he's toting. Toting. Um, Toten the Rock. Speaking of numbers, um, Easton Valley has put up plenty of numbers this year. They are on the road at Midland. They're still 3-0, and correct? Yes, they uh, rolled past Central Alcator 86 to nothing. Whew. And here's the interesting thing. Nate Trenkamp completed one pass, threw one pass, completed it for 24 yards, did not throw a touchdown, and they still, uh, you know, rolled past, uh, you know, still rolled. He did Why is that the interesting? Why is that the interesting thing? Because Trent Camp's been throwing for so many touchdown passes gotcha. okay. in the past okay. couple of years. I think he's got oh, he's got over seventy touchdown passes. And when you see a score up for eighty six to nothing, and see what he's done this year, you're going, oh, he's probably he probably threw for 10, 11 touchdowns. And then you look and he's got nothing. And you know he ran for uh, six touchdowns. different running backs scored touchdowns with <laughs> Braden Farrell, who is a score standout this week. Had three of them. And over 100, yard, and 100 yards rushing. Yeah, pretty impressive. Midland um, is ranked, so this is going to be a good battle for Eastern Valley. They've never started off 4-0. Stockpile, what are we missing? Um, I just want to go to North, with North Cedar for a, qu- for a quick stop because North Cedar, you know, when they start off the season, they lost to Tipton, got shut out, and it looked like another long season for North Cedar. 
And those, and those boys have said, no, we're not going to accept that. They've won, their la- two of their last, they've won the last two games. And Ethan Sir, Sar has been uh, outstanding. He was very good in their 34-0 loss to Tipton. But since then, when they beat Durant, he was the uh, ringleader for that. Uh, last week against Comanche, 196 yards passing, three touchdowns. Uh, Brody Hawtray ran for 118 yards, had a TD reception. Gage, Gage Walser, 96 yards receiving a touchdown. Very good defense from North, uh, from North Cedar. Three interceptions in that 21-7 win. North Cedar if that, with a win over, uh, over Columbus, 3-1 for the first time in a very long time. North Cedar could be, make, could be making a run for the playoffs. Beautiful. That's week four of the high school football season. We can't wait to uh, cover it and, and, and explain it to you and have a great show on Friday night. The score, the only half-hour show in town, comes your way at 10.30 on WQAD. Um, before you do all that, make sure you head to WQAD.com. Check out your score standout. Check out your score standout nominees. Vote for that early and often. That closes Thursday at noon. Don't forget the podcast as well. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like it. Make sure you give us some feedback, positive or negative. If you love stacking, let us know. If you, if you think he's a tad bit annoying, let us know. Um, we love the feedback as well. Don't forget the Instant Reacts podcast, which we enjoy to do because we're absolutely crazy. And after working for 14 hours, we decided to get into this podcast booth on Friday night around midnight and talk more high school football. So um, enjoy those as well. And we will see you guys Friday night, 1030, for the half-hour edition of The Score Stockpile. Tell them goodbye. So long, everybody. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.